4: said podcast. It's something for the weekend time. It's beginning to look f- a lot like Champions <laughs> League. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of breath now. Yeah, a bit too much there. Right, joining me to discuss the battle ahead. Trip to the seaside. What's that ground called? I can't even remember.
0: Is well, it sponsored by this year? They're one of those, aren't they? They name it after the bloody sponsors. You like oh, the... They play at the vitality, there you go.
4: Chris Budd's joining me to talk Bournemouth. All I know about Bournemouth is Lincoln City once beat them 9-0 in Harry Redknapp's first game in charge of them and beyond that knowledge I don't have much on Bournemouth Eddie Howe used to manage them that's it goodbye <laughs> record against them shite yeah and for some reason for some god's forsaken reason we got beat four games on the trot in recent times until Sir Unai Emery came along and broke that curse one of many mm. I mean if nothing else Emery if he if he left tomorrow at least he's undone so many bad records and we, we went through a phase didn't we where the likes of McLeish Lambert Sherwood we're just racking up these really bad records and we, we were breaking all our good records they were being like consigned to the garbage and we were suddenly getting all these losing street records and everything and it was it's been games a terrible without
0: scoring and games you know, without having a shot it.
4: on target blah 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 but luckily uh, emery's turned that around and more importantly, bringing us up to date, got rid of that curse of Bournemouth with that 3-0 win at Villa a Park. Season, Although it wasn't, yeah.
0: it wasn't a convincing 3-0 win, was it? Weird little game, that one. We were kind of semi-in control when won, we won that one 3-0, but it was a couple of late, late goals that kind of sealed it, really.
4: Before we get into the meat and gravy of the show for the 23-24 season, my old man said, is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised villa fixture over the course of the season, so instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. This season, Green King has launched the Green King Sport Instagram page, which will be home to fan content deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts, so you don't want to miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram, and you won't just be the first to know about all this. You'll be helping out, my old man said. Bournemouth have actually kicked into a bit of form, haven't they, with three wins in their last four games, including winning their last two home games, having uh, failed to win at the Vitality Stadium all season until recently, and they they actually beat Newcastle and uh, Burnley as well. It's important to beat those teams in the bottom three pocket if you can get a win away from home, if you're in that relegation scrap and they beat Sheffield United 3-1. So carrying a bit of form, I mean, the only team that has beaten them in the last four games was Manchester City. City you absolutely hammered them 6-1
0: but it's a tricky it's a really tricky little trip this one especially coming off the back of a you know a European game and with the kind of half an eye ahead to the games upcoming
4: as I said they only won the f- uh, last two home games and before that they hadn't won but Arsenal beat them 4-0 at their place Chelsea drew nil nil. Spurs won there 2-0 as well and they drew against West Ham so if that's the company we're keeping uh, we shouldn't be losing this game no, but in terms of going into this game, we have obviously played Leisure Warsaw. The good news there is you've got, in terms of the, the the league, you've got Alex Moreno getting a good chunk of minutes and obviously scoring, so he'll be on a high, and and that's you know pretty much fast tracked him back into the match day squad lineup. John Duran got a full ninety minutes, which is perfect. I think. I mean, it's paid off. Uh, even though Watkins was not 100, percent he would have probably started if he was. So Duran getting 90 him, minutes. Featured. Yeah, Duran getting 90 minutes, and he's useful, isn't he? He's he's definitely. Uh, you can you can see why he's there. I mean, he, he likes a slide tackle, though. Maybe he needs to. Yeah, he's, he's a, a li- bit gung ho. He's going to get a yellow card every game if he carries on the old uh, slide tackling.
0: But it's not. He's not not for want of trying, and his his work rate's good. Yeah. But, it, but it was important, I think, in you know that European game that we managed to rest You know, Martínez, Watkins, Dinia, who I think needed a bit of a break as well. Torres didn't play and obviously we managed to get McGinn. Ramsey
4: also got extra minutes as yeah, well. Yeah, and then
0: McGinn, the fact that he didn't play 90 as well, just sort of saves a little bit in his tank.
4: Kamara's going to be suspended for this Bournemouth game. So let's start with that one. What is the change because Bournemouth, I mean, their success recently at pretty much their midfield, isn't it? It's, it's pretty high energy.
0: Yeah. I wonder if you play McGinn, well. you maybe play McGinn slightly deeper and play Ramsey or, you know, another, I think Tielemans will definitely play, or you maybe play Tielemans and you play Diaby and Bailey further forward. Zaniolo obviously came on briefly against Ledger, so he, he'll he kind of be.
4: like for like with Dunker So many options nowadays. Yep. Yeah, you could do that and go with a slightly more so. Side you got midfielder. Tillemans, you got McGinn, and your man uh, Den Donk who can all slip into that deeper midfield position. Yeah, I would probably go with Ramsey now back. I would probably go McGinn in in the deeper position. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think so. It's the most logical way to go, but that doesn't mean he will. He might. He might change the shape altogether. You know, he obviously played a back three. You know, back three. That's um, at, well, it was kind of like a back four in it, and then. McG- you know, cash for the four, But you could play three at the back and play wing-backs and then you can kind of just have a straight midfield three of McGinn, Louise and Tielemans. So there's it's, it's, it's a few question marks really. We, we don't
4: quite know. I mean, their last game beat to Newcastle 2-0. I would like to see that actually to see how they did it.
0: Yeah, it was one of those games where I think Bournemouth just sort of, they, they caught Newcastle on the hop as it were that day.
4: But in terms of that replacing Kamara, I think it's a decision that also is symbiotic with who plays in that further up midfield role where Ramsey slips in or, mm-hmm. you know, it could be Zaniola, but I don't think Zaniola will uh, get a start. I mean, he had a nothing uh, appearance against Leisure Warsaw.
0: He's just come back. had a little knock, didn't he, for Italy? Um... And he, he, can, well, he wants to play out on the right-hand side, which he's, he's just not going to do. While Diaby, obviously, he scored in the in the European game, and Bailey's been coming off the bench and doing really well. Yeah. So he's kind of third choice to play out on the right-hand side, really.
4: And now Rams is in. He's he's going to be behind him in the pecking order on the left. Yep. So who starts left-back? Now, now we've actually got, before it was it's like for me. eight players definitely well it's 10 players that definitely start wasn't it because pretty much there's eight ever presents but then again torres the only game he didn't start was the one he came on to replace mings in so he's been ever present and then obviously martinez is ever present he was injured for one game so he always had 10 starters so the whole predicted lineup bullshit was just a waste of time there was only one spot that was ever going to move it was either going to be zaniola Tillemans potentially Bailey and then with Ramsey coming through Ramsey now he's fit but now a little bit more interesting because you've got Moreno or Dean I think Luca Dean will start as you say for now. Mm-hmm.
0: Moreno will feature though.
4: Yeah but it'll be like the end of last season where we do play with two left backs where we, yep. we swap them in and out depending on the the ebb and flow of the game and the situation.
0: Yeah agree. Which
4: I, I kind of like as I've seen fans suggest we need that scenario on the right-hand side as well, really, and uh, I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. And of course, you had that last year with with Ashley Young, of course. Yeah. So we are actually weaker in that sense because mm-hmm. the way Emery works is actually, yeah, if you have two differing uh, right-backs that offer you something different, or let's say full-backs, then tactically... It's another tool, uh, essentially, because you can tw- change things just by changing one of your fullbacks. If your other fullback offers you something different. And yep. at the moment, on the right hand side, I mean, you've got Konza that will slots in, but he doesn't, he's not as dynamic uh, further up, is he? He's, he's never going to be. No, he's yeah, just different, different kind of player. He's not going to overlap or anything no. like that. No. So there needs to be uh, a legitimate out and out fullback brought in to prove this match day squad. So. Hopefully, there's nothing serious in terms of Martinez and Watkins, and they start. And then it's just a matter of tactically how you shift around the, uh, the Kumara situation. In terms of Bournemouth's threats, well, their, their top scorer, Dominic Solanke, is somebody you uh, slagged off straight away. <laughs> He scored. I've just, six. Never,
0: I've, just, I've just never rated him, but then I suppose for where they are in the table, it's kind of you know they're not going to have a, a superstar striker. I suppose, but um, I've always kind of been of the feeling that if you're you know if you're relying on Solanke to keep you in the Premier League, you're in a difficult position. But <laughs> he's one of their uh,
4: ever-presence, uh, one of well, two. In that sense,
0: fair play to him. He's clearly having a good season.
4: Yeah, only uh, Zabani, the defender, is the only other starter of uh, all the thirteen league games.
0: I get the feeling more with with the side like Bournemouth is it's not necessarily the striker on his own that's going to beat you. It's it's the sort of the you know the supply line that comes from quite an energetic midfield, and I think that's where the kind of the threat actually comes from, as opposed to a, a direct sort of one man threat. Because I don't think he's necessarily going to win a game on his own. He's not that kind of player.
4: Essentially, they play the three behind him, don't they? With yeah, two deep sitters.
0: Yeah, they've kind of match up very similar to, to Villa, really. Yeah, I've Tavernier just- got two goals at Sheffield. Last last time out, Clivert plays behind plays behind Solanke, but it, you know it'd be interesting to see how I suppose how much Bournemouth go for this one because they'll feel you know on their run of form they want to go and get after Villa, but that isn't necessarily the way to to go about
4: it. Thing with Kamara, what you've got is that fluidness of how he slips back in and, and forms a back four, for example, when Cash bombs on or if Konza steps up. So you're going to miss that, but with McGinn in there, at least you're adding a bit more energy rather than Kamara does have a a kind of a a cruisy casual nature which may which has caught him out a couple of times and we saw that against Warsaw so maybe it's not so bad to perhaps have McGinn in there with Ramsey back I think you it allows Emery to do that or else you'd probably uh, keep McGinn where he is and then have Tillemans in there although as we've seen Tillemans is probably better when his focus is a bit further up the pitch.
0: Probably, I don't necessarily think you want to be relying on him to sort of do the dirty work. Do you, you want him to be putting his foot on the ball and, and making things happen? Which is, you know, he's done very well the last few games. He's obviously had, you know, multiple assists, and we're starting to see the play that we we kind of felt he
4: could be for us. Well, we've seen him play off Watkins. I mean, would you consider him even to play in front of the RB? Uh, maybe
0: in certain games, probably not in this one. If I'm honest, I think you know he'll obviously start the game.
4: I think I think Diaby's goals probably put him back in because he was a bit patchy recently. He was. it was a really good goal, there
0: wasn't it against Warsaw? It was a great finish. And Bailey's you know, Bailey nearly had a goal again. You know, he seems to come off the bench and, and make things happen. But unless that's that kind of they see that as maybe being his role, where he's a a big impact player. I think at the moment that is his role. And you sort of pick the game that might work for him you know at home I don't necessarily think against you know a a sort of a bottom side away from home you you, you trust him straight from the start yet where you need to kind of have that bit of battling battling quality but he can certainly do him some damage off the bench
1: and there it is. 5 years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk?
3: Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
4: Yeah, and I think Villa will have to, uh, they're not going to go there and just think they're going to control it and breeze through this. This is They're going to have to battle to get anything from this could be quite similar to
0: Tottenham albeit I don't necessarily expect Bournemouth to be quite so high energy as Tottenham and be all over villa in that in that sense but
4: I mean to a certain extent Spurs burnt themselves out yeah
0: they did to be fair and I think the longer that game went on last week the, the more likely Villa looked to
4: to maybe get the third as I said only two or ever presents which seems to be a theme Villa seem to be one of the only teams that have got a very substantial regular starting lineup Lloyd Kelly seems to be out for a while who's been playing well for them yeah so that's going to be a bit of a blow in terms of other threats I mean obviously Slanky just because he's he scored goals although Bud doesn't rate him so he's going to score obviously against Villa
0: I think Tap Tavernier obviously as I said he scored a couple of goals against Sheffield United last week it took them both quite well as well
4: yeah those are his only goals of the season and he is joint second top scorer with Antonio Semenya Who plays on the other side
0: but this feels kind of one of those like one of those little weird games where it's a, a game you need to get the job done. and as we said after Tottenham, you do need to go there and get a good result because you you waste the progress that you made by Beating Tottenham if you lose, if you sort of lose this one, yeah, it's this I mean, look. it compounds. It doesn't going in, yeah, you know, if you win it, you're in a great position going into Man City and Arsenal, knowing you've got two very, very difficult games close together.
4: Yeah, it's, it's essentially the game that makes that Spurs win really good if you do win this, yeah, because then it puts you in a really strong position going into the Christmas, Christmas run of games. Bournemouth manager Andoni, speaking about the Villa threat to Bournemouth eyes, uh, Bournemouth manager. Andoni Ariola has said they're in a very good moment. They have been for a very long time. They are two points from the top of the league so they are face to face with the best teams in the competition they score a lot of goals are well coached very compact dangerous in transitions and good at set pieces he also says Bournemouth will have to perform even better than they did in their win against Newcastle he doesn't envisage them having as many chances as they did against Newcastle so they need to be more clinical and he reckons that uh, when they are at 100% we are uncomfortable for any team especially at that little ground (laughs) It's just a tricky little place to go to for some reason. And we
0: seem to have struggled there for whatever reason. Strangely, the only win we have there was a bloody Rudy Gisted
4: header under Tim Shearwood, which feels like a long time ago. And that we thought we were on to the glory days. Uh, that, and that, that was the last win for oh, months, one not Forever. <laughs> yeah, until we thawed out and Emery came along. In terms of their home form, uh, just their overall threat. As I said, they've only won, finally won the last two games previously. They had drawn one, lost three. So they are the 14th best home team at the moment in the Premier League, according to uh, the games played so far. Villa are obviously the best scoring a whopping 23 goals Aston Villa. Nobody's even close. Next closest is 17 by Liverpool and Manchester City but it's not at Villa Park. Villa though, that Spurs win as well as catapulting us into the top four has also put us 7th in away form. Now if you're looking at threatening the Champions League places, the bottom line is A, you have to be very good at home and we are at the best. We're, We're number one at the moment. We'll see how that goes when Arsenal and Manchester City come into town. But you really need to be like top away as well in terms of record so Villa are now I mean they're level on points of Manchester City now we have the same uh one three drawn one lost two it's just goal difference separating and obviously we've been whacked a couple of times away from home Majority. so only, only three teams in the Premier League have a better points accumulation on their travels than Villa so that is encouraging in terms of the overall picture and you you, know, you need
0: to be getting points at these teams down the bottom. I know they're difficult games, but on paper, you're looking at them going, you know, you've already gone to Forest and, and sort of you know, put in a really poxy performance. You kind of need to go to Bournemouth, and it's very much a cliche, get the job done game, this one.
4: So with that said, Mom's pool panel results. Are you going for old-school Villa vibes, or are you going for, uh, I can't possibly see when we're going to lose our next game vibes?
0: Well, I'm going to go for kind of a, a hybrid. I'm going to go for a really scrappy, possibly quite unconvincing 1-0 win. To who? Villa.
4: I'm going for absolute massacre home win. <laughs> 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 Villa caught with their trousers down kind of win, thinking about Arsenal-Manchester City rather than focusing on Bournemouth, a the Forest game
0: you can kind of see anything happening here can't you nothing would surprise me in this one yeah maybe a draw that would probably be the surprise because we don't tend to draw very many
4: yeah i'm uh, i mean obviously i want to win this game and uh, that is the order of the game but I'm just preparing myself emotionally for the, uh, the worst outcome. And fair enough. And just sacrificing my opinion to the football gods so they will spite me and serve up a Villa win. That's, you know, oh, okay. how just kind of reverse psychology. you reverse Unoing the, uh, the universe. Exactly. I'm working for Emery here. I'm just trying to help him, sacrificing my own ego for the good of the cause. Premier League, December three, Bournemouth four, Aston Villa nil. <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> so it works both ways. You win both ways. That's that's the way I see it. Right, any final thoughts before we
0: depart? We're gonna mention you're gonna mention the Villa statement. The bits that Hex talked about was more interesting. No, what's Hex saying? Chris Heck, president of business operations at Villa, said the lack of cooperation and prevarication from Legivarsa officials prior to the match was entirely unacceptable and deeply disappointing. So basically they've given they've timelined it all as well, despite Repeated requests before and after the three PM deadline for the decision, there was no communication until four PM when Ledger informed Villa they wished to receive their ticket allocation. Basically Ledger sort of sided with their fans and went, you know, if you don't want if we can't have all of them we don't we're not they just tried to play the game thinking Villa would give them all the seats and Villa didn't, they didn't blink and fair play. So essentially with those Legia Leggy Warsaw fans, they didn't have tickets.
4: None of them. Nope. Do you want your tickets or are we gonna just machine gun all your fans down in the car park? That's what they should have told them. Oh, we'll take the tickets. <laughs> yeah, they tried to, tried to call bullshit and it backfired. Well, they were thinking, I think, I mean, they were thinking, well, it's they're going to let us all in just because it will save a lot of hassle outside. Nope. And we'll be easier to contain. It's like, well, we're, sorry, we called your bluff. Hex in yeah. charge. He he's doesn't like people uh, freeloading. There shall be no freebies. That's just fucking
0: ridiculous. If you think, oh, if we just turn it with a thousand and they stand outside, we'll just let them in. Like, fuck off. No.
4: But yeah, it's a fairly... There was a blame game playing out, but just looking at Leisure Water and how they operate, I mean, they're just but well, I mean that's us not even go there but there's inconsistencies in what they say but Chris Hecker's essentially uh, saying the lack of cooperation and prevarication from Leger Warsaw officials prior to the match was entirely unacceptable and deeply disappointing I mean they, they were basically saying do you want these 1002 tickets yeah and
0: that started at 1030 before the game so they had a lot of time to kind of get the house in order before so none, none of those started. fans
4: in that car park had tickets a thousand of them were meant to get them and the was a deadline at three o'clock. Basically, do you want these tickets or not? Because they would would be given them at two thirty. At four o'clock, an hour past the deadline, Leisure informed that they wanted to receive their uh, allocation. But then they've got to distribute them. These tickets were handed to leisure officials immediately upon their arrival at the stadium at 6.16. I mean, this is all timeline by Villa.
0: Yeah, this is very professional. To
4: reiterate, leisure officials were advised on a call that included a number of UEFA representatives on November the 2nd that they would receive an allocation of 1,002 exactly four weeks prior to last night's fixture which is plenty of time. That's plenty because Leisure Water have been saying, "Oh, we were offered one thousand seven hundred as a as a compromise." Blah blah blah. And then it just, he just goes in on uh, the lack of, you know, as I've already said, lack of cooperation, etc. This behaviour increased the danger that West Midlands police officers and our own fans were subjected to before the game and scenes of disorder from the Leisure fans have no place in modern football or civilised society. Aston Villa will be making further representations to UEFA in order to ensure that other clubs and police forces across Europe are not exposed to similar serious safety risks at the hands of Leisure Warsaw we are immensely grateful to the West Midlands Police for keeping our supporters and our local community safe last night and are pleased that they will also be making their own representations via the UK police authorities to UEFA. I don't know, where, where the hell do Ledger go from there? Well, they've got to be booted out of Europe in terms of, well, the, the fans won't be going anywhere, I wouldn't imagine. It'd be interesting to see if that Altmar game's behind closed doors, wouldn't it? I don't doubt it would be, but that's conversations for another time. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, they they fucked up, and they're playing the victim is just laughable. Just go on YouTube, look at Real Madrid versus Legia Warsaw, Spanish place Legia Warsaw. Look at Leicester game. Look at Alkmaar. They're spinning out the victim card on the Alkmaar card like hilariously. I mean, they've even got on the club comms and on the club's YouTube channel, they put out a, almost like a documentary of that Dutch game, and the headline is racism, discrimination. <laughs> and and they've missed all the bits about the leisure fans Without tickets, trying to break through an entrance and stealing batons and tear glass off police and clashing with them. Or the uh, Leger Warsaw, a couple of their players uh, assaulting Alkmaar staff. And that's why the police went after him after the game to to basically arrest the two players. And then it all kicked off. But no mention of that. I mean, they're just a, a joke.
0: Well, it's, it's so easy to play the discrimination card. It's not discrimination.
4: No, it's bullshit. Anyway, we must leave. We must. We've got to go cherry picking.